0: Bom dia, boa tarde, boa noite, or whatever the case may be. My name is Marcus Treve and I am the host of the Black Brazil Today podcast, where I discuss news about Brazil from the perspective of race. This podcast is an extension of the blog of the same name, BlackBrazilToday.com. Racial identity and classification are topics often discussed on the Black Brazil Today blog, and for good reason. When you interact with Brazilians, you may be surprised to know that the way you see someone may not be the way said person sees him or herself. This is especially so if you're viewing race from the American perspective. In my second episode, I tried to break down the complexities of racial classification, identity, and terminology. Today, I explore this a bit further. So stay tuned and I'll get right into it. Welcome back. Again, my name is Marcus Treve, and this is the Black Brazil Today podcast. Today's episode is a good example of how race, which is often substituted or confused with color, can often be a complicated issue in Brazil. How should a person be classified if he or she defines himself or herself as branco or white? When the majority of people don't see him or her as such, What if a person sees another person as black and that person sees him or herself as white? As a frequent traveler to and resident of Brazil, I can tell you this is the norm. I've seen this situation more times than I can remember. A few years back at this company that I work for in Sao Paulo, a colleague of mine and I were having a conversation about, well, to tell you the truth, I don't really remember what. But I remember getting to a point where I just asked him what what he considered himself in terms of race. He responded that he was white. Granted, he did have fair skin and his wavy hair was silkier than it was kinky. But his facial features simply didn't imply that he was white. Even in a Brazil that is far more flexible in terms of what constitutes whiteness, he was simply not white. I even asked a few people in the office what they thought. Both the Americans and the Brazilians in the room agreed that he wasn't white, neither in the US nor in Brazil. But okay, in his world, he's white. I've wondered since that moment how he would react if he ever had what I call an end moment. Some of you all know what I'm saying. Anyway, there are numerous studies that confirm this confusion and flexibility about racial classification in Brazil. As does today's episode, which includes two articles that deal with this. One being a doctoral thesis from the University of Brasilia in Brazil's capital city, that reveals that the Brazilian population has difficulty accepting their ethnicity. The other piece is a discussion of how Brazilians see famous Brazilians in terms of race. The first is based on a thesis that was developed at the Department of Linguistics at the University of Brasilia, which found that Brazilians have a hard time accepting themselves as black or brown, as well as ethnically identifying others. The discourse in respect to differences in harmony in the country, in fact, hide racial racial prejudice that dates back to the Brazil slavery era. That's the conclusion of researcher Francisca Cordelia Oliveira da Silva, who defended her doctoral thesis on this topic. According to her, quote, It's a lack of conviction. Brazilians have many questions about race, ethnicity, and color because we are in a miscegenated country. These questions generate racial prejudice, unquote, she explains. For three and a half years, Cordelia analyzed news, laws, and conducted a poll to support her doctoral thesis. The material selected from online newspapers and websites such as Mundo Negro and Folha de Sao Paulo contain interviews of people who have gone through embarrassing situations. In them, the researcher applied discourse analysis and evaluated the language, terms, vocabulary, the strength of the words used and the way the texts were constructed. She also studied two legal texts that labeled racism as a dismeanor, and law number 7716, which criminalizes acts resulting from prejudices of race or color. With these data, the researcher developed a survey that asked people how they are classified, how they classified themselves according to ethnicity, color, and race. During the implementation of the survey, two things caught the attention of the researcher, that people had questions to answer and some tried to return the response so she wouldn't see them. Quote, they were always questioning how I classified them, whether preto, meaning black, or pardo, meaning brown. And even if the answers were anonymous, they made a question of placing the paper among those of other responders, or respondents, says Cordelia. Let us remember that in Brazil, the terms preto, pardo, and branco mean black, brown, slash, mixed race, and white, respectively. Cordelia maintains that there is no racial harmony in Brazil. Quote, Brazil is indeed a racist country, What remains is raising consciousness to prevent the proliferation of acts masked by discourse, unquote, she says. An employee of the University of Brasilia who prefers to remain anonymous agrees that there is this confusion of identities. The person considers himself pardu, meaning brown or mixed race, 49 years old. And he, he experienced an embarrassing situation in a bank when he helped his brother to solve a problem. Quote. We were talking with the teller when two police officers arrived and handcuffed me for no reason. They only let me go because I persisted in saying he didn't know what was going on and that they had no argument to arrest me, unquote, he said. The fourth semester biology student, Taua Santos Pereira, saw a black lady being morally assaulted by a young woman in a supermarket. The lady was in a preferential checkout line and the girl told her that being black she had no preference at all the two argued in the store and the store manager and the police were called in quote if the country invested in education teaching values attitudes like that would be banned and we wouldn't need to see that type of situation unquote said taua side note here these sorts of incidents in which white Brazilians openly disrespect non-white Brazilians happen every day. Although society has influenced most Brazilians to repeat the idea that Brazilians, for Brazilians, everyone is equal. When we read about the various races act that happen every day across the country, this contradiction becomes very apparent. The second thing I I must point out here is the understanding of this word "pardo," which can be loosely translated as brown or mixed. Differ from the U.S., when I say black and brown in Brazil, it's not equal to what people understand as black or brown in the U.S. In the United States, when we hear the term brown, we usually think of Hispanics or Latinos from Latin American countries. Brown, in this sense, represents a different ethnicity, a different culture and often a different language. In Brazil, black and brown and even white represent various levels of racial mixture of the principal original racial groups in the country. Europeans, Africans, and Native Brazilians or Indians. They all speak Portuguese and they are all culturally Brazilian. A pardo or brown mixed race person could look almost white, can have strong Native American features, be racially ambiguous, or f- for all intents and purposes, black. I know that Being a podcast, you won't be able to see this, but the photos that go with this article are available at the Black Brazil Today blog. The comments of the people in the photos range the gamut of phenotypes from clearly black to clearly white to everything in between. Their comments exemplify this. Under the photos, we see comments such as number one, my hair won't allow me to think that I'm white. Two, I'm parda or brown. In reality I'm morena, right? No, I think I'm white. 3. I'm a straight up black man and very proud of it. 4. My birth certificate says I'm white but I don't agree. Note how in the second comment the speaker defines herself as parda, morena and then white. For discussion of this morena term, check out the second episode. The comments under photos 5 and 5 through 8 are just as revealing. Uh, The 5th person said, I never thought about this, but I think I'm pardu. Number 6 said, I'm black and I'm proud of my race. Person 7 said, I'm parda. My father was black and he suffered discrimination. While 8 said, I'm parda. No one in Brazil is white. Hmm, Intriguing. I disagree with that last comment, but... That's a topic for a whole nother show. In my next segment, I will use a few Brazilian celebrities as examples of the way Brazilians see color and how their opinions reveal Brazil's unclear racial criteria. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Again, my name is Marcus Treve and this is the Black Brazil Today podcast. In dealing with this topic of who is white, who is black, and who is brown, a report from 2013 shows a certain color blindness among Brazilians when 2,982 respondents of a study by Data Folia were asked about color, what color they attributed to 11 nationally known celebrities. An example of this confusion was observed regarding the color of former soccer player Ronaldo. Ronaldo at the time had, well, several years before, actually, had self-declared himself as white. Quote, I think that all blacks suffer. I think that all blacks suffer. I, being white, suffer with this ignorance, said the ace player in 2005 about episodes of racism in Spanish soccer stadiums. The majority of respondents were not convinced, at least about his whiteness. For 64%, he is preto or black, or pardo, brown. Only 23% agreed with the athlete and said he was white. Quote, when asked to assign colors to celebrities, it is obvious that the respondents didn't respond just about skin pigmentation. They composed response, response criteria of intellectual qualification, the roles that the person plays in society, and how the person wants to be seen. In the case of actors, even the characters that they eventually brought to life came into question, unquote. This previous quote is from the historian Luis Felipe G. Allen Castro, a professor at the University of Paris. Former President Fernando Hickey Cardozo who was president from 1995 to 2003? Who, in his first term, said he was "quote a little mulatto," with "quote un pe na cozinha." Unquote was the champion of whiteness, with 70% of the respondents defining him as such, versus just 17% who said he was pardu and 1% who said he was preto. Now, just to backtrack, because you heard this uh, this phrase. Um, pé na cozinha, which means a foot in the kitchen. This is a, this is a, a, a phrase that you will hear in Brazil from time to time. A foot someone, when someone says that someone has a foot in the kitchen, it's basically saying that that person may have fair skin, but we still know that you're not white. It's, it's almost equivalent to the U.S. one drop rule. It's something that says you may be fair skinned, but we can still tell you're not fully white. And to say you have a foot in the kitchen, it is a reference to the role stereotypically associated with black women who are historically their Their place, the place of black women in Brazilian society is thought to be in the kitchen. She's thought to be a, a cleaning woman or a cook, someone who just provides services. So when someone says that they think this person has a foot in the kitchen, it's just it's just going to say uh, that this person is clearly not exactly white. They might be almost white, but we can still tell that you have a mixture of something going on there. So this is what even the the former president FHC, Fernando Hickey Cardozo, actually said this. And, you know, when you look at Fernando Hickey Cardozo, you know, I've met, I guess, you know, this is a totally an opinion thing. But when I look at Fernando Henrique Cardozo, he looks like, ai don't know, a typical Latino to me. He does not look white to me, per se. But, you know, that's my opinion. I think even Cardozo himself can admit that when he compares himself to like what a clearly European phenotype looks like, even he can see that he's not exactly white. But, you know, again, this is a, a matter of opinion. What's intriguing about how Brazilians looked at uh, Cardozo, Again, it goes back to what I said uh, in the last episode, uh, when people will refer to a black woman who is attractive, they will not refer to her as black. They'll say she's a morena. They'll say she's a mulata. The, the feeling here being she's beautiful. She's attractive. She cannot be black. So thus they give her a category that they feel corresponds more to how she looks, because in that sense, it's almost saying like if she's black, she can't be attractive if she's attractive of African descent, then we're going to label her a Morena instead. Um, In the same way, people analyze Cardozo as the president of, of Brazil, and it says we can't have a Brazilian president be known as black. So basically what they're saying here is that if Cardozo was just a guy in the streets, he was like, you know, a person who you know, sold goods out of a tent or, you know, he's selling water or he's selling, you know, candy bars in the street or something that people probably would have categorized him as a pardo. So this is another thing with how we look at how people view race and color. It's not just based on the phenotype. In Brazil, it can also have a connection to someone's social status or someone's socioeconomic uh, class. Anyway, quote, Fernando Higgy Cardoso appeared whiter than Lula da Silva who was the president from 2003 to 2010. But is Fernando Hickey white? He's a mulatto. If people didn't know that they were dealing with FHC, they would probably only judge him by skin color and they would say that he was a mulatto. But as he is the FHC and intellectual, he is seen as white, unquote. This last quote was by the poet and anthropologist Antonio Hizerio. In the second episode, I mentioned how people won't define a woman of clear African ancestry as black if they are attractive, because that would be considered an insult. It's only been in recent years where people are uh, accepting a black identity with a sense of pride. No, you know, call me black. I can just say, like, going going back to the 80s and 90s, this, this wasn't something that was very common. You know, most people... Who were of clearly African descent, a lot of people would prefer to be called anything except negro or preto, both meaning black. Consider the daughter of black actor Antonio Pitanga. Uh, her name is, this actress's name is uh, Camila Pitanga. She defines herself as negra or black, a category that is often synonymous with Afro meaning African descendant. In her case, of respondents defined her as preta, black, against 36% who said she was parda, meaning light skin or mixed race or brown. Um, Just if you could take a look at uh, Camila Pitanga online, because I, I mentioned her in one of my previous episodes. When you talk about Camila Pitanga, people, all types of people see her different ways. Some people see her as a A white person with a tan, some people, Americans will see her as just a Latina. Some people will see her as mixed. Other people will see her as a light-skinned black girl. She's the perfect example of uh, this whole discussion on race and color. Another actress also declared black, Thais Araujo, was recognized as preta by 54% of respondents, double that attained by Pitanga. Quote, I have cabello crespo, which means kinky curly hair. Then there were characters I played like Chica da Silva and Preta in the soap opera Da Cor do Picado, which means The Color of Sin. Camila has straighter hair, unquote, explains Araujo. Just so this doesn't get any more confusing, I want to point out that the name of the character Araujo played in the novella or soap opera was actually named Preta. Um... From the times of the hunters of runaway slaves, the criteria for knowing whether one was black or Indian was the hair, explains Castro. Professor Ronaldo Weinfuss from the Fluminense Federal University agrees, quote, Look at former soccer player Homadio, for example. Most said that he is pardo 51 percent against 31 percent who thought he was preto. From a strictly color point of view, he is one of the celebrities most enegrecidas, meaning blackened, from the list presented to respondents. But his hair is not the typical, hence the fact uh, of the usage of the term pardo prevailed. In relation to Ronaldo, he does in fact have fair skin, but his hair betrays him. Because of this, he shaved his head. He famously shaved his head before were during the 2002 World Cup, and people were looking like, "What kind of haircut did he do?" From what I understood, it was a, and the barber made a, he made a mistake on the cut, so he just decided to to cut the rest of his head, and he left this little patch of hair in the front. Again, you know, most of his head was cut bald, except for this little patch that was on the front. Now, this is intriguing because for many years here in Brazil, as it was just accepted that black people had quote unquote bad hair. Black women would not leave the house without straightening their hair because it was considered unacceptable. Whereas with black men, they would just shave their hair as closest to the scalp as possible because it was just unacceptable to have kinky, curly hair. Um, So this is the reason why Ronaldo shaved his head, as do as do many uh, men of African descent in Brazil. In the end, there's no way it's the catchphrase cabello no nega mulata, which means your hair does not deny it mulatto. The title is a popular Marchinha song written in 1932. The lyrics, your hair doesn't deny it mulata, are a means of reminding a light-skinned person of African descent that the texture of the hair is a clue to racial origin. Vinefus also cites a soccer match of blacks against whites held in Sao Paulo at the end of every year since 1972, bringing together residents of the favela of the Heliopolis uh, favela in the neighborhood of São João Climaco. According to Vinefus, teams are assembled from the self-declaration of the players. He continues, quote, but they change from one team in one year to another. After so much switch switching, Trying to minimally control this exchange of color, someone said, "Okay, but that guy whose hair flies when he runs cannot play on the team of blacks. This is an essential characteristic. In other words, as previously pointed out, in Brazil, the texture of the hair is often the defining factor when classifying one as black or white. That's intriguing. It's like that's something that you'll never find in the United States. A guy will say I'm on the black team this year. I'm on the white team the next year. You know basically switching racial categories this is something that's very common in brazil uh a few years ago during the elections and this is a story i'm going to talk about in the future it was uh it was a huge controversy because there were so many candidates during that election all over the all all over the country who were switching their racial categories you know one year they were black another year they were white another year they were brown This 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 is not something that you'll find in the united states but it's pretty common here in brazil which is why i always say Looking at statistics, breaking down Brazil by racial classification should be taken with a grain of salt because it's not edged in cement here. There are others. Popular Pagogi singer Zeca Pagogiño defined himself as genchi, meaning literally people or in this case, one of the people when asked about his own color. I don't live in this world of color, he said. Zeca is a pardo, according to 52% of respondents, and preto for 22%. So in the case of Zeca Pagagino, a very light-skinned guy, 74% of the people saw him as a person of color. The artist was then informed by Fordia that members of one of the most exclusive clubs of Sao Paulo started a movement against his show scheduled to take place in an upper-middle-class auditorium. Zeca attempted an explanation. Quote, I know what prejudice is, although I, although I don't have color. I'm a sambista or samba musician, and I'm from the suburb, meaning I'm preto, unquote. Now, just for understanding, when we're speaking of suburbs in Brazil, opposite than the U.S., the suburbs of the cities of big, you know, bigger cities like Sao Paulo, Rio, Salvador, Bay, I got aren't you rather? The outskirts of these cities are called the suburbs and the suburbs, again, opposite the United States. These are considered the poor, poor regions where the populations are majority non non-white. So to close here, I hope this discussion wasn't too confusing, but these are the twists, turns and contradictions you will deal with when discussing race and color in Brazil. If you found this particular episode interesting, definitely check out the blog blackbraziltoday.com. And if you like what you heard in today's episode, be sure to check me out again in the next episode. This has been the Black Brazil Today podcast. Be sure to check out the next episode, and if you want to know more, be sure to visit my source site, blackbraziltoday.com.